All right, a little after five on this football uh, Friday. Pick still to come. Uh, and again, we'll go around the league a little bit. Week number two, interesting week number two. They're always interesting early because people are crazy after one week. It's always overreaction time. But there was some ugly, ugly stuff that went on in week number one. Uh, we'll get to some of that now. Peter Schrager, you see him on Fox. You see him on the NFL Network on uh, Good Morning Football, uh, which – uh, he's on the Monday to Friday version. They now have a Saturday Sunday version. I saw, so uh, they were promoting that the other day. So uh, let's see what he's got on his mind today. What's going on? What's up, Mike? It's amazing. We're on the hamster wheel now. I can't believe there was football last night. And here we go, week two. All right, let's go. Uh, I'll start with the uh, problem children from week one, Patricia. Uh, there were a lot of rumblings. Uh, I, Doc O'Brien, who does the injuries with me, the noted surgeon, his son is the assistant general manager of the Lions. I asked him Sunday morning. I said, I hear the veterans a little cranky with Patricia. He said, well, they think they got that straightened out. Well, it didn't look like they had it straightened out when they played the Jets. Uh, how much of an issue is it? There weren't only rumblings. It was like screams from all summer long. I, they did a joint practice with the Raiders for a week and I got friends on the Raiders. I said, how did they look? I don't know about us, but the Lions, they seem like they were a bit in disarray, which you never hear a team speak ill of another team in the summer, but so that things weren't exactly organized there. Then you heard the story that the veterans weren't getting along with the coaching staff and it was more, you know, Belichick style and the Lions players are used to Jim Caldwell, who's a bit of a more players coach, whatever that was. Truth of the matter was, this has been coming all summer long and there's a Really good writer out in Detroit, a guy named Dave Burkett, and he's not a sensationalist. He's not a hot take guy. And he had an article, I guess, right before the season started. He goes, I've been covering this team close to 20 years, and I've never seen a worse summer than this one. And then to lose like that. Mike, was that the worst week one debut for a coach in the history of the sport? I can't imagine home, national audience, and having a rookie quarterback at the age of 21 beat you that way. The Lions, they're going to have to dig out of it quick because the Niners are at home and they're opening up their new Jimmy G era with all those fans. It's going to be really interesting to see how this guy can get them back together on a short week. I don't know if it's going to happen. Tough to go West Coast and then short week and deal with that. Plus, both those quarterbacks, you know, the the Vikings were chirpy that they gave their comeuppance to Jimmy G, but I thought he battled back in the second half. And I know his quarterback rating was 45, and he got three picks, and he got intercepted, and, and he gave up. He got sacked a bunch of times, and he got pick six and everything else. I thought he was battling at the end, which was a great sign. So, uh, And Zimmer did too. I know that. So uh, I thought he was fine. Uh Obviously, Stafford had a nightmare. We saw that with his four picks. So something's got to give there. You're right about that. And, and they will be ready. And they'll both be into their ego games because you got a young offensive guy who thinks he's the deal. And you got a defensive guy who thinks he's the deal. So they'll be trying to out, outsmart each other. And it'll be fun to watch and there. Guess who, right. And guess who, guess who the backup quarterback was all those years Patricia was in New England, at least a few of them. Garoppolo. Of course. So he knows, it, he knows he, everything they do. Absolutely. So he's you'd got like to all, think he, that yes. gives them a little bit of an edge. Yeah, it does. No, it does. It gives them an edge, too, because I think they're a better team, and I also think they're better coached, and I think it's tough to go to West Coast, and the Lions haven't won out West since, you know, since basically uh, the early 70s. So, uh, yes, I think that's a very tough turnaround game for them. So I'll be watching that with Patricia and see how bad that gets. Number two is Gruden. 
Gruden-esque made his line in the sand, which you knew he would. I mean, you knew Gruden would do this. He would basically say there's a new sheriff in town. Number one, his whole life he's thrown quarterbacks under the bus. That's been his history his whole life. He started already with Carr. Uh, you know, and you knew what he did with Mac. One guy said to me, and this is a prominent guy, worst move he's ever seen in football was trading Mac like that. Uh, so, I mean, it, it, it's a move where you can't come back from unless you're really successful. Right now, they're all staring at him saying, okay, genius, what do you got for us? Uh, they are in a tough spot right now. I spoke to a very high-ranking official at one of the teams in the NFL who said to me today, hey, no one was talking about Khalil Mack. But I go, Everyone talked about Khalil Mack. He goes, no, no one is talking about the fact that John Gruden did that trade and 31 other teams around the league fell off their chairs on that Saturday morning. Like, no one thought that was going to go down. No one in the league thought. And, yes, the Bears paid him a ton of money. But to actually pull the trigger and trade a 27-year-old player who was an all-pro at two positions and a defensive player of the year who's healthy to trade him for anything other than some substantial player back was looked at as crazy. Hey, I now, had guys I talked to, I said, you're going to call the Raiders? They said, yeah, but we all said, we all know it's a formality. They're not going to trade him. And, they, and nobody thought he was getting traded. He, 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 nobody thought in the league he was getting traded. Nobody. And They, they could have traded four first-round picks, Mike. I still would have said that was a questionable trade. Uh, that that was uh, and and now he's drawn a line in the sand. Now listen, he's Gruden. We know that, and you know what they've made a big stake with him. But he, you know, he's an erratic personality. He always has been. So it's going to be interesting to see that thing might get a lot uglier before it gets better. It really might. Yeah, so that, that's going to be a watching. He's got Von Miller and Bradley Chubb breathing down that quarterback's neck this yep. week. I mean, that's what's going to happen. It's a quick road trip. Again, short week. They played real late Monday night. Here's the deal. They scripted those first 15 plays, and you could not have scripted them better. What happened was when the plays weren't scripted, it all went went, went down the drain. I mean, it, they, they completely started playing prevent football. They didn't get the ball to Amari Cooper. And when it was all said and done, they had 11 penalties for 155 yards on week one at home. That's with a home crowd. Home crowd, 11 penalties? That's unheard of. So, Discipline was an issue. I think he threw Carr a little bit under the bus this week, which everyone expected. Which he does. He does it all the time with quarterbacks. He's done it with quarterbacks his whole life. I mean, he's been a quarterback killer. He always has been. the most perplexing thing with this team. And Jason Witten, I don't know how you thought about his debut. It was whatever. He said, well, they've got a rebuild here. Got a rebuild. Rebuild. Uh, come on, man. 20, the average age is 28 years old. It's the oldest team in the league. What are you talking about rebuild? I, I don't know what their identity is and if they're in a rebuild or if they're just being cheap. Well, I mean, you know, I guess he was. I guess he was saying, you know what? If they went and traded Mac for two picks, they're rebuilding. I mean, basically, I guess you know, so. yeah, I you guess know, so. if you're trading the best defensive player in the league, you might as well rebuild. So I think that's what his point was. I mean, the same thing was said about the Lions in the first game. Lions weren't rebuilding. The Lions were pretty good two years ago. I mean, so Lions they, went nine yeah. and seven two years in a row. You bet. And, and those players, I know Jim Caldwell isn't going to be going into Canton anytime soon. Those players would have taken a bullet for Jim Caldwell. So when you're firing a guy that they love and they went and they won for, they were 9-7 and seven, two years in a row. They made the playoffs one year. They were one game away last year. And you replace them with a disciplinarian who maybe doesn't have necessarily the credibility of saying, hey, it was his team. The Lions can get real out. Now, look, Jack Del Rio was well-liked in Oakland, too, and they kicked him out the door. He was a playoff uh, coach two years ago. So all these things are interesting. You know, sometimes it's, you're better off with what you had. Number two, Atlanta's got to get off the uh, got to get off the snide on on Sunday against Carolina. They can, if they have another one of these meltdowns, uh, you know, when they're moving the ball and they always move the ball. But if they if they have one of those, uh, something's got to give there. I mean, they are too talented to have this be the outcome every time they play. They're the best team in the league from the twenty yard line to the twenty yard line. And something happens in the red zone where they just it's like they can't finish the deal. It's crazy. 
Um, Carolina's no joke, though. Carolina's coming to play. Carolina manhandled the Cowboys last year. And if everything we hear about that Cowboys offensive line, greatest ever, all this stuff, uh, the Panthers absolutely destroyed them. So that gives me a little reason for concern if you're a Falcons fan. Furthermore, they lost their two best offensive players in that game. I mean, Keanu Neal is not a household name, and Deion Jones is not a household name. Those guys run sideline to sideline. They cover everybody, and they hit, and they're both out for this game. It's a home game. You're starting the season off this way. You can't start off 0-2. It's a must-win. I can't believe I'm saying that. But after Stark and that performance Matt Ryan had last week, you need to score some points. They need to win this game. Listen, this is a team that's got to be thinking Super Bowl. They need to win this game. And I'll tell you what. I'm I'm also hearing no DeFonte Freeman if you're listening at home. I feel like that's a big deal also. Oh, uh, listen, everything's a big deal. And that team, they need to win this game. And I'll tell you, the other thing is uh, the Giants need to win this game. I mean, because the schedule is just brutal coming up. I mean, they need to see the Cowboys at least have winnable games the next couple of weeks. The Giants have at Houston and then New Orleans and then Carolina, and then Eagles, and then Atlanta. I mean, they need to win this game. I mean, they need to bounce back in this game. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they do, but I think they must. So I, I really think there's a couple of teams that really are going to be in big trouble if they lose in Week 2. I really believe that. I know that sounds crazy, but I really believe it. It's funny because you and me both, we both say, oh, everyone's overreacting. And then here we are, week two, saying these are must-wins, and they are. I believe they that. Really well, I think the Giants really are because the schedule is so tough. they got to find a win early in the season somewhere. I mean, the Giants have a, a must-win game this week. I think if if you watched uh, the way that the Cowboys performed, I think they – I mean, if they go out there and the Giants win 20-3 to on Sunday night in front of that audience it, with Michaels and Collinsworth on the call and everyone watching and Dak doesn't show up again and Zeke can't get going, you better believe people are going to start looking around that building and saying, all right, well, who's the first to go? It's going to happen that quickly. I tell you, the Tampa thing had to send shockwaves through the whole league because, yeah. listen, I mean, we everybody in the world, and me too, I picked New Orleans in week one, you know, said the Saints will score 40, which they did, but whoever thought that the Bucks would score more than 20, I mean, what a perf- I mean, the performance of a lifetime for Fitz, who we all love, but what a stunner. for You know, a lot of people were picking the Saints to go to the Super Bowl, uh, you know, loving the team this year. They had to be I, – I still don't know what happened to them with, against Tampa. It was bizarre because the offense was all cylinders, and we thought they fixed – the defense last year. They did not get to the playoffs last year on the strength of Drew Brees' arm. They did it with a balanced offense and a great defense. And then Fitzpatrick came. It's cool. I, I talked to those guys in Tampa, and it's really cool what's going on right now. The whole team just, you know how everyone loves Fitz. Everybody the loves him. I they love him. Love we we all love him. He's the best he guy going. The, the guy's, like, He's I a remember, great guy. I remember seeing him at Radio City when you and uh, yeah, were in Yeah, we like, love him. He was great. I used to spend a lot of time with him. He went to all our events. The guy's the greatest. I lo- he's, he's the, the nicest greatest. guy going. So now you put that guy in an NFL locker room that's had a lot of tumult the last few years, a team that's never really won, and Jameis Winston as the quarterback. You put that guy in that locker room, and then you win? Like I'm telling you, they're in Tampa right now. They're thinking they're playing with house money the next few weeks. It's unbelievable how they feel. And when a team is loose and they're playing above expectations, that's the scariest thing in the world. The Eagles are going down there this week, and the Buccaneers are acting like they can go in there and they can beat the defending champions. That and no one be, thinks they're crazy. That would be, no be wild. Hey, it'd be wild to watch. I'll be rooting for them, that's for sure. Here's and, the X factor on that one, though, because yeah. the Eagles fans travel, and they could pack that stadium. And then it feels a little weird once you get down there and it's all green when you're in the field. You I know? can see Tampa, that. Those fans don't always show up like How that. How about Washington? You know, a lot of us beat on Washington thinking they were going to be terrible. And number one, they like their quarterback, and number two, they played really well. Here's a, it's, it's not that they didn't like Kirk Cousins. Everyone thinks Cousins is a fine guy. It's that, that issue was a two-year plague over the team where every time they got in the locker room, 
they asked every single player, well, what do you think about Kirk Cousins? What do you think about Kirk Cousins and his contract? And, and then is Kirk Cousins a victim or is he the guy that, you know, now Alex Smith comes in, you, he's locked up long-term, you know exactly what you're getting. And they have one of the best offensive and defensive lines in the entire sport. So that Arizona team that everyone talked about, David Johnson and Bradford looks good. I mean, the, the Redskins defensive line just absolutely ate up that offensive line. And I think this week they go up against the Colts and it's like, I don't know. Are the Colts good? I don't see the Colts going to the playoffs. No, the Colts, so, you basically just got to make sure luck doesn't beat you. That's all. And last week he was it. about to beat the Bengals when he, when, know, when, when the tight end fumbled. I mean, they was, a, I think he was going to go in the end zone and win. I mean, Dalton even said it. Dalton said, I thought he was going to score. I mean, so, I mean, you know, the, there's nothing you can do, but you know, the guy fumbles the ball. I mean, but the they had a 23, 10 lead and they couldn't run the ball at all. They couldn't keep they, the lead. They when couldn't they had run it. Yeah. and luck threw the ball 53 times yeah. last week. Yeah. You don't want to see that when your guys, coming up. I mean, you, don't, you have to. That's what it is. Yeah. But I go back to the Redskins. They start off 2-0. They've got, uh, you know, and it's funny because Adrian Peterson is sitting on, how many years did the Giants not have a running back? How many years did these teams, the Colts don't ever, and Adrian Peterson sitting there, he gets the ball, and I don't know if he can go full 16 I don't weeks, trust but, him, though. I don't trust that he can do it for a long time. He, it's been a it, lot of years since he's done it for a long time. It has been, but he sure looked good on Sunday. No, he played he well. Good. Listen, he played yeah. really well. Yeah, now he's got to, if you look the last three or four years, he's never lasted. So let's see if he does. But here's one of the things also. We're talking with Peter Schrager, Fox, NFL Network. Jets or Dolphins, one of them's going to be 2-0. I know, I know, and it's funny, Darnold, I mean, as much as we love Saquon and Odell and all the, the big guys on the Giants, Darnold owned the week this week. This was, oh, he this did? This was Sam Darnold week. Uh, he did, absolutely. This, this is the guy. Um, Adam Gase is not one to mess with, though. Adam Gase, I know, have known him for many years, and I can tell you, not knowing directly that he's done this this week, but I am sure those Dolphins players are aware of the parade that's been going on around in New York over Sam Darnold, and they are just getting ready to lick their chops and get at him. So they'll be attacking, they'll be coming, but... Dolphins are one of those weird teams where off, on paper you look at it, you're like, well, this isn't a good team, but then they just play sound football. They run it down your throat, and they don't mess up. They don't do turnovers. So Sam Darnold's going to have to beat the Dolphins, and I think he's got a good shot. They're home, and, you know, this is, this is it. I mean, this is what you and I have been saying since the pre-draft process. It is a shock that this guy flipped the three. He is everything he was built up to be and more. He is an incredible young man, and I think he's ready for the challenge. All right, now New England, Jacksonville, uh, Fournette's a game-time decision, very big key in the game. Uh, give the Pats credit, winning game one, they did, against a good, a pretty good Houston team. And maybe not great, but pretty good. Uh, Deshaun Watson came back to earth. People have to be – I mean, listen, I love Deshaun Watson in college more than anybody. I thought he would have some problems in the pros with his style. He got off to a great start. I'm still not sold he's going to be as good as everyone's trying to make him out to be. And game one was a nightmare. Let's see how he responds after game one, because he admitted himself that he was terrible in game one. That wasn't good from him, and we'll see what he does against Tennessee. As for the Patriots, you know, that game was a lot, uh, a much bigger deficit than what the final score laid out. I think they won it, by seven, it, it, it was, and I'll tell you, they didn't touch Brady in the first half. They did not That's touch exactly him. That's exactly right. I was going to say that. So this defensive yep. line from the Jaguars yep. – it's so vaunted and so good, but with not many names and no Nate Solder, the Patriots kept they Brady didn't upright. Touch him. Didn't touch him upright. JJ yep. Watt and Clowney were nowhere to be found. Nowhere, so nowhere. If they don't get to Brady early, this could be a typical Patriots victory. You know, whatever, thirty to twenty-three, thirty to fourteen, whatever it it's is. Amazing. But, but if Campbell and Malik Jackson and I love this Telvin Smith. If you guys are watching the Jaguars for the first time. I got watch number 50, Telvin Smith. I think he might be the best young linebacker in the league. They are going to be flying all over the field. If they can get a little lead early, 
I think the Jaguars can win this. But if the Patriots get up early, there's no chance that offense can get it done. Big game for the Jaguars if they win it. Really big game. Cool, if they, right? It's like yeah, if they open up market. with a win in New York and then beat the Pats in week two, they're off to a great start. They really great are. And, yep. and and they got the kind of coach who will keep them propped up, too, with Coughlin behind them. Uh, uh, all right, upset. Uh, every year we ask uh, Schrager. He's good at He was good at it last year. He picked a lot of winners with his upsets. All right, who's your upset this week? Oh, this is good. Um, the upset this week, you know what? I think Buffalo can give the Chargers a game with the rookie Allen. I know it sounds crazy, and everyone's just, no. The I don't Chargers think it's traveling. crazy, and you're getting it, and and, they, and they're like a nine point underdog too. So, but I don't think it's crazy. So you Chargers think you actually have a chance to win, or they think you just keep it? Close? I think they can. I think they can win. I think this is the kind of game where if the Chargers lose this game, game, boy, that they've already after everyone well, loved them, and you know what? They they could be the quick crash and burn. I mean, that's um, that would be a terrible start. Chargers are one of those teams that, and I didn't buy in because I Either didn't did know I. if they, Either did I. Anthony, I never I mean, buy Anthony in Lynn's because a, it never works. It never works. Anthony Lynn's not a coach that has a long history, especially the head coach with one year there that is going to win those big games. And Andy Reid X'd and owed the crap out of them. And, and he, owns, he owns them. He beats them he every time he plays hasn't them. hasn't lost since 2013, which is crazy. Now, Anthony Lynn ate alive Nathan Peterman last week, but there's no film on Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen's going to have one or two throws where people are like, are you kidding me? I mean, they've got to run the ball. Yet, they have to run the ball some. They have to. They have it. to, and he's got to make one big throw. And I think that defense got embarrassed last week in Baltimore in the rain in a weird situation. I think Buffalo gives the Chargers a game. I think the Chargers traveling cross-country, maybe on their toes a little bit, feeling the pressure of how last year started. That could be a lot closer than people expect. All right, what game are you at this week? I'm actually doing studio show next oh, week. I will, yeah, I'll be I'll be next week at Chiefs 49ers. That could be a very interesting one to open up Arrowhead this season. How about Hills game? That is unbelievable. <laughs> is the, seven, I mean, we talked about it. Seven for 169, and then the 91 yard punt return. You can't have a better game. And we it's talked about it. He's gonna. That's gonna happen all year with him and Mahomes. All year. You and I were on the show, and I got yep. ridiculed for going too gaga gooey. But I mean, I felt like we were redeemed with the way that we they talked played about and, it. We said this was gonna happen all year with those two. It is going to happen Andy. all year. Andy's, Andy's got a quarterback who can throw deep now. It's crazy. Really it's deep. Like, it's going to be fascinating to watch because I don't think, I mean, maybe since McNabb, he hasn't had that guy with that big arm and the, and the ability to get it down there. The way that they were playing, I watched that whole game because I was just fascinated to see the offense. They had, like, they were doing the wishbone at one point. They had option plays. They were handing it off to running to receivers. Oh, yeah, a couple of the, pl- the, the last play the- Hill scored on was a joke. Oh, you know that? God, it was beautiful. And he just walked yep. in, and then he flipped. Yep. But the yep. uh, the pass to Sherman, they got this tight end, Anthony Sherman out of UConn, who can, you know, he runs 5-5-40. They send it, and he goes deep, and they throw a 60-yard pass to him. Like, this could be really fun. And we didn't even talk about that game, but Pittsburgh, watch out, because this Chiefs team, they're no joke. All right, thanks. We'll see you. We'll talk to you. Thanks very much. Love it. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Peter Schrager, Fox NFL Network. One of the he's one of those. You know, listen, he's one of those next generation guys who's going to be good for a long time.